0: welcome to the kingdom is for everyone this is your host matthew hester and this is the place to discuss all things righteousness peace and joy i want to take just a moment to thank our hester ministries monthly supporters you help make this podcast a reality as well as the many things we do for the sake of the gospel if you want more information about how to become a supporter yourself go to hesterministriesorg partner to find out more information uh, do us a favor as well. Please share this podcast with your friends, share it on your social media platforms. And, and we're basically broadcasting on all the major platforms. So just tell your friends, hey, check out the Kingdom is for Everyone. They're on all the major platforms. We also invite you to consider becoming a podcast supporter. Go to anchor.fm slash the Kingdom for Everyone. That's the number four. And you can find out how to do that. We have um, uh Ways you can support this podcast for as little as $0.99 a month. So if you really enjoy this podcast, you listen to it on a weekly basis, we just ask that you consider that. Uh, We also invite you to click on the message tab. Leave us a voice message or a question that we would love to feature on an upcoming episode of our podcast. Here at The Kingdom is for Everyone, we want you to be more than an audience. We want you to be a participant. All right, well, let's go ahead and uh, jump into this episode, episode 47. And man, it's hard to believe we've almost been doing this for a full year now. And uh, some of you guys, you've been with us the entire length of the journey, and we're so grateful for you. And We can't wait to continue to produce new episodes and, and be a blessing to you guys. Uh, So, yeah, I'm sorry I got sidetracked. Episode 47, uh, and this one is going to be called We Are Forgiven Much. We Are Forgiven Much. And I just want to jump into this. So first first thing I want to talk about, and if you listen to The Kingdom is for Everyone, you have heard this in our episode last week. was on One Way Love, Unconditional Agape. Uh, And so I I want you to hear this, and we need to talk about it uh, until we're blue in the face, and then keep talking about it. And we need to repeat it over and over again to everyone that we encounter. This is the core. This is the foundation stone of the good news, God's love for you and I and everyone is unconditional, and, and, and then you you add this. This is like adding uh, powdered sugar or the glaze to the goodness of that of that thought, and, and you can't earn the love, right? So it's unconditional. Can't earn it. Uh, this love has nothing to do with what you do or don't do. It has to do with how God sees and receives you. You are His beloved. Uh, The emphasis throughout the old covenant, you think about that, it it, it typically would would try to convince us that, um, you know, we need to love God, right? But then Jesus, when he shows up, he shows us, no, wait, the emphasis... Is actually on God's love for us. We always get it backwards. We try to figure out how to approach God, and then there in the person of Jesus, that's God approaching humanity. That's always been the heart and nature of God. And and so when we receive God's love from that perspective, that it's not about how much we love him, it's about how much he loves us, then we begin to to understand that... um, when we look at the law uh, the, the law is, is not even really of love I mean it can be of of other things devotion certainly certainly loyalty uh, fealty whatever those words are. Uh, you know may be not bad words but they they seem very antiseptic when you uh, put them against <laughs> true unconditional love and um, and so you know so let's just talk about what what's the standard of love look like so so let's we're talking about the Old Covenant and the New Covenant so the standard of love in the Old Covenant it sounds kind of like this Deuteronomy 6: 5 and you will love the Lord your God with all your heart your mind your soul your strength and it's funny, we'll read that and say, oh, okay, that sounds sounds fair. Uh, and <laughs> it's, it's humorous because you don't have to answer this. one's the last time you love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength? Be honest with yourself, right? Um, but then, you know, in Matthew 22, uh, Jesus is asked some of these very same things. And <clears throat> it's interesting the way he's asked them is, uh, what do you believe is is the greatest of the old covenant law so matthew 22 37 through 40 jesus said to them love the lord your god right with all your heart with all your soul all your mind this is the first and great commandment and the second is like like unto it love your neighbor as yourself on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets so he actually shows us that the entirety So the Ten Commandments, Levitical laws, all those things, ceremonial laws, they all can be encapsulated in these two thoughts. Love God with everything that you are and love your neighbor as you love yourself. And so if we're not careful, we hear that and we think, okay, so that's it. That's the new law. Right. But uh, I want to I want to just tell you this. Even fulfilling those are it's almost almost impossible i don't want to say impossible because even we know of the old covenant it's amazing Uh, paul said he kept the law Um, so i wouldn't say that even keeping the old covenant law is impossible man it sure is difficult and of course there's no reason for us to keep it today because it's been replaced with a better covenant but if the better covenant signals to us that it's basically all those laws just wrapped up into two thoughts it still sounds like it's pretty well impossible right and uh, you, you think about the, the great generals of faith in Scripture. Would any of them claim that they love God with all their soul, all their mind, all their strength? Think about your favorite ministers today, right? And so that's why the demonstration uh, uh, by God of, of such a profound, powerful, unconditional love i mean, that redeems us from the law, redeems us from sin, restores us— uh, Really really back to the nation of faith in Abraham, right? He he shows us perfect love when he gives his best gift to us while we're yet sinners, while while we even view ourselves as enemies. God loves us with all of his heart, all of his mind and strength. Wow. I, I think I like that. I like I like being a recipient of that love rather than me trying to love God that way. Now now again, I'm not saying we don't love God, but we understand that the the emphasis the good news of the gospel is that all that emphasis is on God loving us first and that gives birth to our capacity to love him uh, and so, you know, you think about the, the language of the law constantly has this questioning. Do I really love God? Do I love God enough? My Lord, that sounds like my, my adolescence in the church. Maybe it sounds like yours, too. God, I just want to love you more. I just want to be close to you. I just want to I want to I want to be serious. I, I, I want to stop wrestling with addictions. I want to stop wrestling with lustful thoughts. Please, God, help me, help me, help me. And and, and it's so frustrating, Right. Because we view all of our mistakes and inadequacies and failures as proof that we just somehow don't love God enough. But then when we begin to understand and and we live out of his unconditional love, well, then we start to understand how much he loves us. And the question that we begin to ask is, do I know how much God really loves me? Not do I know how much I love God? Do I know how much he loves me? Do I believe that God loves me even when I make a mistake? And and, and so God not only loves us unconditionally, but he loves us with an unfailing love. You know, I love, um, in particular, Paul just had some beautiful revelation on that Romans 8, 38 and 39. I'm persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels or principalities, powers, things present, things to come, neither height, depth, or any other creature will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And so we, we've we got to receive that by faith, right? Receive it and, and believe it. And so, you know, we allow that unfailing, that unconditional love of God in our lives. It produces power that overcomes every failure. You know, the times when—the times probably when we should value the unconditional love of God the most is when we mess up, right? It, it should not feel like in the midst of my failure— God's love becomes shallow and I know this is just such a, a different way of thinking no it actually should be in the presence of my failure that his love fills even deeper than 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 usual even though we don't we don't measure his love because it's measureless uh, so hopefully you get what I'm saying here so I mean it's interesting you know in the times that we tend to distance ourselves from the love of God you know do you believe that even in your ugliest moments that God sees you as righteous? That still he still calls you his beloved? So in other words, did you have to earn that beloved status? So did what what I'm curious. I'd love to hear your input on this. We'll we'll feature on an episode. Um, you know, what hoops did you effectively jump through to earn being called his beloved? I'm just curious. Uh, because I, I don't I didn't have any of those hoops. I couldn't find them. I mean I looked for them and I thought that there was all these things I had to do to earn beloved status, but I just found out he loved me uh, even before I was in my mother's womb. And then um, when uh, my spirit came into this body that it so loves to live in, God continued to call me what he had always called me, even before he fashioned me in my mother's womb. You are my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. You're my beloved daughter in whom I'm well pleased. Plus nothing. Uh, so god's love you think about it, it's a consuming force it consumes anger frustration disappointment pain his forgiveness it envelops our sins our failures our mistakes his grace gives us victory and power to overcome every sin every bondage every addiction love is the object of greatest mass it displaces all things that try to take from it it displaces those things you know, um, and I mean, I remind you of this Romans eight one and two. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. Um, so you may be saying, "Well, I, I thought this <laughs> this episode was about forgiveness." Well, it is, but but I feel like it was first necessary just to lay a little bit of a foundation. Um. We did, we only well, we took a little longer than I wanted to. We took about half the episode, but but now I want to get into how does this translate into uh, forgiveness. So okay, so think of it this way. First, if if you if you make mistakes, well, let me let me back up. Not if, when, because <laughs> we all make them. When we make mistakes, when we endure failures, when we walk in unrighteousness, or you know, sin, whatever whatever words you want to put on that, um, then it's like there is this. There should be this overwhelming sense of the love of God, forgiveness, justification, uh, because um, these things can't separate us from the love of God. I, I would even say, in a sense, they actually make us very uniquely attractive uh, to this magnetic pull of the heart of our good Father, and so. I uh, just want to share this account with you that uh, perhaps you've heard, and, and there's there's several verses to read, so just bear with me on this. But in Luke 7, uh, we find uh, Jesus. He's he's invited to uh, a Pharisee's house. You know what? Probably what I'll do, I'll, I'll just kind of paraphrase. If you go and you read Luke 7, uh, so Jesus, he's, he's invited to have a meal at the Pharisee's house, and uh, he sits down to eat, and this woman, right, um, and it's funny, her reputation is basically she's a sinner, so uh, we all have ideas of what we think she was doing, but it just, that was it, she's a sinner and she brings this alabaster box of ointment and and she just is weeping and she's washing his feet with her tears and and drying them with her hair kissing his feet um, anointing his feet with that costly fragrant oil, and, and then the Pharisee uh he is so offended by this and and it's, it's interesting actually good read those verses i love this thought it says that he spoke within himself which is kind of a way of saying just talk to himself and and, and this is the way he's thinking he's like man if this if this guy were actually a prophet right he would know who and what manner of woman this is that touches him she is a sinner um and then i love <laughs> I love uh the very next verse. It says Jesus answers him. So, whoa, hold on a second. I, I was thinking this in my mind, and then Jesus will answer you. You know, Jesus is like that. Uh, you know, one of the one of the uh, names of, of Jehovah that we often forget is Jehovah sneaky. He can he can hear what you're thinking, right? And so, <laughs> and so Jesus answers him, and, and and how does he answer him? He answers him with this beautiful parable that is, is bringing revelation to the act of this woman and then also um, gives us some perspective even about what's in the heart of the Pharisee. And, he, and so he, he gives this parable as you continue in Luke 7, and, and he says uh, basically there, there's a certain creditor, right? He had two debtors. And the one owed, five, let's just say five hundred dollars. Uh, there, based on your translation, it may say it a lot of things. So let's say one owed five hundred dollars, the other fifty, uh, and 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 neither could pay, and so he forgave them both. So the 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 one that made the loans forgave them both, and um, and so then he asks the Pharisee. Uh, so uh, who do you think will love him the most? So it was. You know, they both owed, who's going to love him more? And the Pharisee said, well, uh, I would say to the one he forgave the most. And Jesus answered, you have answered correctly you have judged rightly then he turns to the woman and he says to simon the pharisee you see this woman she's she's washed my feet with her tears she's wiped them with the hair on her head you haven't given me any kiss but this woman since since she has walked in here has not ceased to kiss my feet uh my head uh she's anointed with oil this woman oh i'm sorry um you, you didn't anoint me, but she has anointed my feet with oil. And uh, so I tell you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven because she loves much. But to whom little is forgiven, the same loves little. And, and he said to her, your sins are forgiven. And, and those that sat there to eat began to, st- they, again, think to themselves, who is this that forgives sin also? And he said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. And so there there it is. That's that's the revelation that we're forgiven much. But do you see where it hinges? So you go back, you look at Luke 7, verse 47, is kind of where that bomb drops. Jesus is expressing this truth. Those that know and believe how much God truly loves them and has forgiven them, they end up loving him very much. So it, God is, I mean, if... God's not looking for perfection. He's not looking for the best of the best. He's not looking for those that are just convinced they're amazing. Like He's looking to those who just know how much they have a deep revelation of how much they've been forgiven. Of what? every miss, Every mess up, every idiotic mistake, every whatever. I, that revelation produces love. But if you don't have a revelation of forgiveness— you know, uh, I mean, I've heard heard it said this kind of this way. Jesus didn't come to 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 die for the the perfect. He came to die for the the sinner. He didn't come to, you know, die for those that thought they had everything figured out. He died for those that knew they 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 couldn't figure out anything. Well, I understand the purpose uh, of of that tension, but we, thankfully he died for everyone. But if we're not careful, the way we navigate life. You know, you may know some people, you, you may think, you may wrestle these thoughts yourself, well, I've, I've been a pretty good guy, been a pretty good, pretty good gal, um, you know, never really done anything too bad. And so if we're not careful, though, uh, that perspective that we're not aware of how much we've been forgiven can affect how we love God and even how we love other people. And, and then we have to guard against that, kind of like the Pharisee, hey, if, if Jesus really knew who that person was, you know, and, and that's so much of what we see happening in the Western church all the time. You know, we we think that God makes a mistake with the people that he loves and the people that he blesses, and we're just over there with our picket signs saying, God, if you only knew who they were. And um, if we could hear the voice of God, he's like, listen, uh, they have a revelation that they have been forgiven much. Uh, maybe maybe some of us Christians need that revelation fresh in our lives, too, and um uh, so with that, with that thought, uh, I think we'll just leave it there. If you truly receive and believe how much God loves you and has forgiven you of all your sins, you're going to end up loving him greatly. And if you love God greatly, by extension, you should be loving others greatly. And, and, and so, again, to summarize it all, he who is forgiven much loves much. And uh, so, yeah, I hope that blesses you today uh, because that thought really uh, blesses me. Uh, So, yeah, let's just end it there. We'd love to hear from you. Please send us a message. uh, Give us your feedback, because that's really the only way that we know uh, what you're thinking. And what you might like to hear uh, next is we're approaching, uh, man, it's only going to be, let's see, three, five episodes away from our 52nd episode, which means 52 weeks that we have been doing this in a row. That's one year under our belts. And if there's uh, a way that we can do this better, uh, one of the ways that uh, would help is if you let us know. Is Is there a place where we're just hitting it out of the ballpark? Is there other places you're like, man, some of these episodes are great, some, eh, you know, we'd love to hear it. Okay, well, I just want to mention a couple things. Uh, Hester Ministries, go there, hesterministries.org to find out what is going on, um, because we've got so many things happening, and uh, we'd love for you to be a part of it in whatever capacity that you can be. Uh, Also, go to presenttruthacademy.org. We've got several study tracks, electives that you can take advantage of. We'd love to partner with you on your journey into truth uh, because, uh, man, that's it's, it's just so much fun, right? Truth is a person and his name is Jesus. Uh, and then also um, at the release of this episode. So this episode actually uh, releases on, let me see here, on the 4th of July, the 4th of July, 2023. Uh, I just wanted to mention uh, just a couple of upcoming dates. Uh, so if you're anywhere near where I would be, I'd love to to meet you in person, to hug your neck, and to just uh, to just visit with you. Um, so got a couple dates coming up. Again, keep that in mind. This episode is airing July the 4th, 2023, so I will be in Los Angeles, California, August the 13th, Sunday, August the 13th, at California Worship Center with Pastors Warren and Erica Campbell. That's going to be amazing. Um, I will be in the Nampa, Idaho, Boise, Idaho area, uh, August the 18th through the 21st, Higher Ground Worship Center with Pastor Pastor Chuck and Jennifer Sipe. I'll also be doing uh, probably one or two other meetings around there. Um, Let's see, it's September. Uh, I'll be in Nicaragua. So if you are in Nicaragua, uh, I'll be out there with Bishop Carlos Garcia, September the 6th through the 12th. And then cannot wait to be back up with our dear friends, Pastors Johnny and Rachel Ova, Sound of Heaven Church in Deer Park, New York, September, that Sunday, September the 24th. Uh, My wife and I will be up there for a couple days to hang. Out and then do that Sunday service. So that's as far as I'll share uh, right here on this episode. We got dates uh, October slammed. We got dates into November, and before you know it, we're going to be booking into 2024. Uh, and so again, we'd love to see you at any one of those meetings. All right. Well, uh, we want to invite you and just remind you one more time. Please like this podcast. Leave a five star review so that helps us get in front of as many people as possible. And that is one way that any of you can help. And we sure to appreciate it. All right. Well, God bless you. Have an amazing week. And don't forget that you are forgiven much. I'm forgiven much. We all are forgiven much. And I'm so grateful that we have such a wonderful, gracious, merciful, and forgiving father. All right. Well, that'll be the end of this episode. I want to remind you this before we sign off. If the kingdom isn't for everyone, well, then it's not for anyone. God bless you.